You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Welcome back, my friends. What are we talking about today? Landlord. Landlord here in the city of Seattle says he's owed nearly $30,000 in unpaid rent. That's a lot of rent, but has no recourse under the city of Seattle. He's got nothing. He's got no game plan, just sitting there on a unit with tenants in it. Can't get them out. That's what we're doing here in Seattle, right? And across the United States, as these moratoriums come off, people are saying a lot of people are going to be homeless, left homeless. But what about the landlords? What about the landlords? Let's hear this guy's story. Before we jump into this, if you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. I talk about the news that reasonable people want to hear. All right, let's get into some reasonable news. This is the flip side. This is the whole, at the beginning of the of the whole COVID thing, we just did this moratorium where, yeah, if you weren't able to pay your rent due to the Rona, can't get evicted. What about the landlords? Ah, those guys are rich. They're fat cats. They're the haves. Tenants are the have nots. So we're just gonna, we're gonna hamstring the haves and say, ah, you guys are on your own, do some kind of mortgage forbearance. And what a lot of people don't realize is, yeah, mortgage forbearance doesn't really work when your lender doesn't allow that, as in most non-owner occupied deals. Plus, a lot of small little mom and pop landlords, they may own the property free and clear, but they depend on, the, on that for their income. So that's their income plan and a pretty solid income because you get income on top of appreciation. That's why so many people have you know one or two rentals. But when you are forced over the course of a year with no income to dip into your savings, what happens? Well, you kind of look at that going, that's been a good investment, but maybe it's time I move that bad boy on. Maybe I sell it. And I think that's going to be one of the big byproducts is a lot of small mom and pop landlords are going to say, just say no to owning a rental in Seattle because of this stuff. Who wants to own a, a rental in Seattle? Terrible idea. But you got that appreciation. That's what people look at. And they're like, ah, oh, but look at that appreciation. And that is tasty. Ugh. It's hard to get more appreciation in any other city in the United States. I think Utah is number one right now, just right now. And uh, Phoenix has been right up there. Just crazy stuff going on there. Some landlords with a smaller selection of rental properties in Washington state say they feel trapped due to the eviction moratorium. Roger Telsey was trying to get his frustrations down on paper on Tuesday. The Gig Harbor retiree said all of his angst stems from a property he owns in Seattle. This guy lives in Gig Harbor, which is to the basically west of Tacoma. So it's like an hour or something out from downtown Seattle from Seattle. So he lives down there. He's retired. He's got a property in Seattle. He's like, oh, this isn't going well. Let's hear his story. So he's retired doing his thing. It absolutely blows my mind, Telsey said. Telsey says a couple who moved into his Seattle home in March of last year stopped paying rent in April, and he's out nearly 30 grand. Both the state and the city of Seattle put eviction moratoriums in place, and we've got federal moratoriums in place, right? Put eviction moratoriums in place at the start of the pandemic. So we covered one segment of the population did not cover the other, just kind of left them wide open. And that's why I'm talking about this, because this is a pro business podcast. And that's what we do. We bring attention to, to situations going on out there that don't really have a solution. And people aren't thinking about it because they're too busy reimagining, rethinking other nonsense instead of dealing with the reality in front of them, which is this stuff 
can't go on long term. Chelsea says he may also be on the hook for 1300 in utility bills, because it has gone unpaid by the tenants. Not good. So you got tenants in there basically squatting, and they know that they can just continue squatting. Nobody's going to force them out. No cop is going to touch them. I mean, good luck trying to get through the court system right now. That I mean, good luck there. If we didn't get anything for three months, that was okay, we could deal with it. Now I'm taking money out of our living expenses every month, Telsey says. Telsey says it's unclear what the tenants financial situation is because they stopped communicating, stop talking. If you're a tenant, communicate with your landlord, that's the best thing you can do. Hey, when can you pay? Because people want to work with you. If you have tough times, that's fine. We've all been there. But you got to deal with it like an adult. Stopping communication, that's just using the system. That's gaming the system. That's a no go. The landlord says he feel, understands times are tough. And he was always willing to work out a payment plan. People don't want to work out a payment plan. They want to game the system. That's what they're doing. Especially people who don't who aren't communicating. They're just like, Oh, yeah, you know what, we're kind of covered here. We'll just see how this goes. And in the meantime, hey, that money for rent, let's take a vacation. They can't really do anything to us. We come from poor homes. And we worked really hard to get where we are, Telsey said, and a lot of single property or maybe two or three property landlords. And this is my experience over the years that and meeting up with them as I'm an appraiser. And I did that for, you know, over 30 years, you meet up with landlords, and they're like, Yeah, I worked really hard to get the down payment together for this property. And I'm really proud that I've got this as a rental. And so I saw that time and time and time again. So when something like this comes up, where basically government mandates yeah, you tenant, you're covered, you landlord who worked really hard, not so much. We're just going to kind of throw you to the wind and good luck with that. <laughs> Hope that works out. Hope you get some money back sometime ever. Don't know, probably not, but we're not, we're certainly not going to help you out. We're not going to give you a foot up, but these tenants over here, oh, we've got to cover them. The stress of it all is too much for the 78 year old who says he's now selling the Seattle home. And that's what I hear. That's what I keep hearing a lot of landlords considering, you know, I've had a good run here with appreciation, I'm going to sell this bad boy. And then what happens is when you put a property on the market, and it's as expensive as anything is in Seattle, those are owner occupied, those become owner occupied properties, people are not turning them into rentals, because you, you need such a big down payment, or such a large amount of cash, if you're going to pay cash for the property, to have it free and clear. You're not getting the huge returns out of that based on rent that you should be. So a lot of the investment is not happening, it's going the other way. Landlords are selling their properties, because they're cashing out, they're you know, like this guy, they're retired, doesn't want the hassle. So you're going to have fewer and fewer rental homes in the pool in general. And Seattle is a town that's always had a shortage of rental homes anywhere. I mean, you've got a you've got a housing crisis as far as people not being able to afford housing. Yep, you've got that all day long. And that's happened because our city has exploded with growth and people blame that blame it on Amazon. Okay, yeah, but government is in place to kind of handle a lot of that, right? What are they doing? Oh, you know, they're reimagining, they're rethinking, coming up with a game plan, they're going to get to it. So the stress of it, too much for this guy. And he basically said, Yeah, don't want a deal, going to sell. 
By June, I was done. I, it was affecting us financially, emotionally. And at that point in time, my health, Telsey said, hey, I, I, I can cash this out. I don't need this in my life. But even selling won't solve Telsey's issue. Under the state's moratorium, evictions are allowed if someone is selling their home, but not in the city of Seattle, because leaders modified the rules. We're going to cover those tenants 10 ways from Sunday, right? Not allowing any type of real exception except for imminent threat to a neighbor or landlord, safety or health. That's as strict as they come, attorney Ethan Blevins said. Blevins is in the midst of a legal battle against the state and the city of Seattle. He sued over the eviction moratoriums on behalf of other landlords. And they're getting shut down because that's just how it, the game is played here in, in Washington and in Seattle. Yeah, the next highlight is judge upholds Seattle pandemic eviction regulations. Not having it. We're going to cover those tenants. Landlords, you guys are damned. Blevins said landlords are all different, but are treated the same. The city and state rest on this assumption that landlords are good to go, are flush with cash. That is simply not true. And that's a lot of what I've been saying is, hey, a lot of these guys are, you know, mom and pop landlords, they own one or two properties. And I know this by being out in the field as an appraiser, get an order, it's not owner occupied, you go out, you do the appraisal, you meet with the owner, you may meet with the tenants if they're home, you go through the unit, how much does it rent for, do an operating income statement, you do a rental analysis, you evaluate the property, they get financing, non owner occupied financing, because it's slightly different than buying a standard home. There's a little bit more risk associated because people will give up their one or two rentals before they'll give up their primary residence if something happens to them financially or otherwise. That's just the way the, the system is. It's based on risk. Lenders will charge slightly more for non owner occupied properties. And um, that's that's just how the, the game is played. And it's not even a game. It's just it's just reality. So in meeting up with all these landlords over the years, these are not guys sitting around or gals sitting around with huge piles of cash. They probably got into the property with minimal down because they're, you know, they bought their own house and now they're buying a rental and they're scrapping to get that done. And then over the years, they've got appreciation, but they never have piles of cash because when you buy a house here in Seattle, oftentimes it doesn't cash flow. The amount of rent that you get paid as a landlord versus the rent that you, I mean, versus your mortgage payment oftentimes don't make any sense, but you're doing it based on, you're betting on the fact that this property is going to appreciate and that over time your rents will increase. Well, rents have, you know, increased dramatically. So have property values. And so the cost to buy a rental property here in Seattle, it's outrageous. Three quarters of a million dollars and you get three grand rent something like that, four grand rent, if you're lucky, maybe more like three grand rent. So it doesn't make a ton of sense. But if you need to park some cash, you know, in big chunks, buying rental homes is certainly one way of doing it. The beauty of uh, rental properties is that in the middle of the night, you get a call, hey, the toilet's overflowing, can't get it to slow down, can't turn off the water, water pipe broken, leak, uh, tree fell on the roof, somebody, you know, just you, you've got those calls. And those are just kind of part of the uh, the rental game that people don't like to talk about because people want to talk about, oh, I've got this rental property, I made so much money, I made so much money. 
That's the game people play, right? Blevin said current rules do not require tenants to provide any evidence that they are facing financial hardships. Nothing. They don't have to do anything. He said once Mayor Jenny Durkin's moratorium policy expires, another similar moratorium set by city council is set to replace it. They've just got it lined up for the tenants. Just teed it up. Ah, you guys are good. Landlords say judges should be given more discretion to decide each case so the most egregious non-payments can be dealt with. People who just stopped making payments and stopped communicating. They also said the city of Seattle should provide tax credits to struggling landlords. Yeah, they probably should, but they're probably not going to. And what would help more is to lift these eviction moratoriums, be able to get these people out. You got to start dealing with reality at some point. And all you're doing by kicking out these extensions on the moratoriums is kicking the can down the road. Because you got to come up with a solution here at some point in time. And these tenants who haven't been paying at some point in time, they're going to have to deal with that issue. And landlords want to deal with it sooner than later. Now I'm really upset because I have the property tax to pay, Telsey said. That's the thing that a lot of leadership doesn't understand that these expenses, they keep a coming. And if you don't have a massive bank account, so now this guy's got to pay his property taxes, which are probably, I'm guessing three, four, five grand, probably four or five grand if it's somewhere decent in Seattle. And so he's got to come up with that out of pocket. Normally, you have, you know, some reserves from the, the tenant money that's coming through. And now he doesn't have that. So he's like, okay, these people aren't paying. I don't have too many options. What do I do? He basically he's stuck. This guy is stuck, 78 and stuck. This is the downside to owning rental property, right? Chelsea said property and, and who would have seen this coming with a pandemic that we'd have this kind of nonsense going on? Oh, protect this class of people, leave these people wide open. Chelsea said property taxes just went up on his Seattle property and he now owes around 4,600 bucks. I forgot about that. It's in this article. So closer to the five grand, right? Out of pocket, 78-year-old retiree, counting on income he's not getting, and now he's got to pay more. That sucks. Q13 News reached out to Durkin's office and Seattle City Council members to see if there's a plan forward for small landlords in Telsey's situation. Hey, what do you got? What can landlords expect? They did not respond at the time of the article's publication and the aired story. Q13 News tried but was unable to reach the tenants in this case to get a comment. All right, so this is the story. Nobody really wants to talk about it because it's just, it's a nightmare for landlords. It is. And hey, I know it's a nightmare for tenants too, but tenants, they've been, they've been taken care of. So at some point in time, flip side of this is going to have to happen. You're going to have a day of reckoning and everybody, all you see all the headlines, people just freaking out. Oh, there's going to be 30 million people you know, without housing. Okay, we get that. But you're going to have to square this away at some point in time, we're going to have to go back to normal at some point in time. And all we're doing now is just accruing accruing more back rent. These tenants are just taking advantage of this situation. Obviously, there's some tenants who can't help it. Um, but the landlords that I've talked to have said, Hey, the people who work with us, we want to keep them in there. We don't want to boot them. But we also need to know what their situation is. So if you're a tenant, and you haven't communicated with your landlord, shame on you. That's kind of rule number one of adulting is you keep people in the know about what you're doing. It's the right thing to do. It's called personal responsibility. You signed a lease, 
You are responsible for making the payments on that. Whether or not the government tells you, ah, you don't have to do that because we're giving you, you know, just you do whatever you want. Do whatever you want with your money. You can claim that you are, um, you've got a hardship, even though you've still got your job. Seen a lot of that. Heard a lot of that. It's like, okay, yeah, that really sucks. You've got a tenant that's in your property that is, you know, they're Microsoft engineer, whatever. They're gaming the system see that. But news, news media doesn't want to cover that. Because uh, then we'd actually have to be talking about doing something about the eviction moratoriums. And um, that doesn't seem like anything's happening on, on that front, it, other than we're just extending, extending, extending. So how long until we extend these bad boys out? And at what point in time does the federal government step in and basically put together some program? I think that's what everybody's waiting for. Because this is going to be just, it's going to be a bloodbath if we just take off these restrictions and let people just go to court left and right. I mean, the court systems are already booked up, right? So I think a lot of landlords, they're not even going to bother trying to take these tenants to, to court. They're just going to try and get them out and move on with their lives. They know they're going to lose thousands. How many millions of dollars in lost rent will happen because of the coronavirus and the way this was handled? Millions millions and millions of dollars, kind of like the couple of billion dollars that the peaceful protesters have done to businesses across the United States. Yeah, it, it all seems nutty, doesn't it? It's, it's just wild that this kind of stuff is going on. It's like it doesn't need to. And yet, these are the decisions being made. And uh, moving forward, where are we at? Yeah, well, I think we're at a let's see how this goes. No, don't really want to make a lot of decisions because that would mean action. And here in the city of Seattle, we don't really believe in action. We, we believe in reimagining and rethinking and talking about it, but no real action. Because, you know, you might, if you, if you act on something, you might do something politically incorrect. And Lord knows we don't want that. Oh, you got to look good. You, you got to have that image that uh, you are covering all people all the time and you love everybody. And in the, at the same moment, you don't love anybody. Because your decisions, yeah, that's what's going on. But I, I talk about a pretty small segment of the population. I talk about landlords, I talk about pro business, talk about big business, talk about real estate. And people in real estate have been hammered during the coronavirus. Just 10 different ways from Sunday, right? Just did a podcast on uh, city of Seattle is sweeping out uh, Denny Park which desperately needed to be swept out because it's a pretty small park. And um, I, did a, I did a video on that. I went over there during one of our all-time big rainstorms. It was literally like water gushing up out of the, uh, the sewer system. I mean, just you know, you've seen that, that look where it's like, oh my gosh, there's so much water down there. It's spilling out when it's going downhill. It's literally spilling out of the, the drain covers. And um, I did a video on Denny Park, and it had, I don't know, 60 tents in it. Well, they've since kind of, they've offered housing to a lot of those folks. And those folks are, you know, they're moving on. But it's just a situation where you do a sweep, and then the homeless come right back, just like they did at Cal Anderson Park and CHOP, formerly known as CHOP or CHAZ, or however you want to talk about it. But we've got these ongoing scenarios that just keep continuing, and they will keep continuing till somebody does something about it. And this unpaid rent thing, that's going to keep going. 
until we lift these, you know, eviction moratoriums. So going to have to have some big moves happen down the road. And everybody keeps talking about it. And guys like this 78 year old landlord retiree, he's stressed out. He's like, what do I do? And the answer is, man, wish I could help you. I can't go against current law. But I can talk about it here in the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So that's what I do is I talk about these situations that a lot of people are like, that's not a very popular opinion. Well, I'm a business guy, I might talk about some stuff that, you know, other people don't want to talk about, but that's reality. It, I think a lot of people in business, especially in real estate, they only want to talk about the, the nice things. Let's talk about what a great property this is. Let's talk about what a great street this is. Ah, isn't life wonderful? It's so good. So good to be alive. Let's do another Instagram post of inspiration. And oh, this is just the best day ever. Yeah, you can do that. Or you can be like me and kind of talk about the nitty gritty. And um, you know, there's some stuff going on out there that not everybody agrees on. So you guys know that if you've been with me for a while, you know that I'll cover stuff that other people like, Ooh, that's a topic that we should probably that's not politically correct. Let's not talk about that. We don't really want to talk about anything that has substance or is a real issue. Let's get on that Instagram post. And oh, here's my inspirational post that you should follow and you should like and you should reach out and we'll talk about it. And we'll talk about how our day is going well. And there is a time and a place for that. I don't really do that. Because I'm too busy bringing you guys real stories that you want to hear on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of the uh, the show. Much appreciated. I'm gonna record another one. Okay, until then, we'll catch up with you guys soon. Thanks for being here again. Bye. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out. 